Welcome back to the Water Boys Podcast. This is episode 12. Today we have a special for you guys. The Women's uh, Hockey Nationals is coming to PEI next week. So we have fourth-year defenseman Sydney Linden from Stittsville, Ontario, and fifth-year defenseman Sophie Vandell from Winnipeg, Manitoba joining us today. So to start off, you guys you guys are going back to Nationals for the third time. Um overall in your Panthers career. So how has your Panthers career been so far for both of you guys? Well, so far I've had a great experience. Um, obviously it's kind of getting bittersweet now because it's the end. Um, so I'm really enjoying like every single practice right now, um, every workout. And I'm really excited to go into this last tournament. Uh, a lot of my family's coming down, so it's going to be special for me. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Sid? It's been pretty awesome. Um, hosting nationals three times, pretty cool. Technically, too, because we lost out on second year right when COVID hit and we didn't get to play, unfortunately. But yeah, it's just been awesome every year. We've made it to playoffs and it's been so much fun. Yeah. So what first brought you guys to PEI? I actually was one of the few people that came without coming in for a visit. Um, I was kind of a late recruit, I'd say. Uh, I was kind of panicking where I wanted to go and a lot of girls on my team had already signed so it was like stressful for me let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple other like offers that, that were more like in Alberta but I'd never been out east so I was like I'll try something new and I just kind of like went for it. I've never kind of like made a decision like that in my life and I'm very glad I did because I met some great people and I had a really good experience. Was there something that stuck out in your mind about UPI and the program that um, drew you to it? Well, like I said, I didn't like I never came to visit, yeah. but uh, like they had the program I wanted, which I went into Kim, and then um, I love the coaches. Like I just had phone calls with them, and I met our assistant coach Lance Jones when we were in um, Regina or not Regina, the Mandy Schwartz tournament in Wilcox, uh, Saskatchewan, and he was great. So I, that kind of drew me to the the program. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Sid? Why the island? Um, you know, I'm similar story. I got recruited really late. Um, I honestly thought that my last year in the PW in Ontario was going to be my last year. And then I really just got the opportunity um, and things worked out really well. And I met Bruce and actually I came up for a visit and I stayed with this kid in residence. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I just honestly found love and really wanted to pursue hockey and university. I couldn't imagine my life without it. And How was that visit? It was good. It was really quick. It was it was one night. I remember we went to bed because Ontario is an hour behind. We went to bed at 8.30 or like 9.30 and I texted my mom. I'm like, all right, going to bed now. And she's like, you're going to bed so early? I'm like, well, it's been a long, like it was a yeah. crazy day, but it definitely fits Sophie's like strict <laughs> yeah. schedule. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. So you got to host a recruit. Have you hosted any recruits since your career began? No, unfortunately, I never, never got to. Uh, but I honestly don't know how the process happens. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Have you hosted anymore? I hosted Sid. I also hosted uh, Delaney Bohm, who played okay. two years with us. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I think that w- those were the two that came with to my resume. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've had other recruits, but they've come with their parents. Um, mm-hmm. My my parents didn't come out with me, so I think Bruce just wanted to make it like more of a friendly environment, so it wasn't just alone. Yeah. yeah. So there's many accolades you've got through your season. I know a few academic all stars. Um, uh, I'm not sure about all AUS all stars and U Sports all stars, but um, you guys get to face the best in the nation coming up for the third time in your career. How has hosting nationals been as a Panther player? You know, 
I would say, like, a big thing we focus on is, like, we're the underdogs. Like, no one expects big things for us, except us in that room who knows that, like, we can do it, we can compete. So, you would think that there's a lot of pressure, but there just, like, there really isn't because we have no expectations to live up to other than our own, you know? So, it's it's an exciting, it's, op- it's an opportunity of a lifetime, too. Big upset would be crazy because basically you win your first game and you're competing for a medal Mm -hmm. so i just want to go back a little bit to your guys's first national what was that like can you guys tell us about that yeah that was like a really great experience it's really cool because like a lot of our family can't come to the game throughout the like the season so everyone's family members are there so to just have your family there is unreal and we had like a full crowd like the stands were full and like, in women's hockey, it's getting there, but it's not nothing like men's hockey yet. And so, like, to have a full crowd and, like, to hear their energy. And there was a bunch of, like, younger girls there supporting us. And it was just, like, so great. Like, I just get chills, like, thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. even though we lost both of those games, like, I felt the support from the community and everyone in the stands. It was great. Yeah. I'd just say, like, that support, too, that we had at Nationals really <coughs> carried into our second year season, which uh, was really awesome and great for the island. Um the first nationals we hosted, I was a first year, so I remember shitting my pants basically. Like it was, it was very nerve wracking, um, especially playing against one like alone teams that are so skilled, but also it being your first year in in new sport, right? Like that's a big jump. Yeah. So, uh, but it was like so sad, crazy, crazy opportunity. Just the whole thing, like the banquet, having your parents come out. Um, yeah. And all the little girls like screaming and coming into your dressing room like super cool you don't see that at women's hockey all the time and y'all had a good showing too and uh so you go into the next season you host again but you get cut short because of covid yeah that was tough because we had a really strong team that year like that was the first year in a while that we made it past first round and playoffs so we had like i know we lost the second round but like it was we had really great wow. energy our team was yeah. strong that year like we have a strong team every year but that was like a team that was like yes this is gonna be good and yeah, then yeah like that was the year we were ranked nationally yeah like that was the year that things were going our way we're, we're gonna be <laughs> like yeah we're gonna be like really really good so it was it was tough but we, like even though that Sophie was right, we made it through first round of playoffs, but we also lost to the champions like mm-hmm. St. Effects who were coming to nationals in the AUS with us too. So like, honestly, there was nothing to be mad about or regret. Like we really thought that nationals was just going to like, we were going to show everyone that UPI is here. For you guys, uh, you became, or Sophie, I want to talk to you specifically. You became a assistant captain in your second year. Now, how... How much of a leadership role did you think you had to take after being named an assistant such a young or early age of eligibility, I would say? Yeah, it was definitely tough. Like, I thought about it a lot because I'm like, it's hard to tell girls that are older than you kind of like, not tell them what to do, but you know what I mean? Like, just have a leadership role, like talking in the dressing room and stuff like that. Like, it was hard to do because I'm like, I'm younger than a lot of these girls and I'm like, do they want to listen to like stuff I have to say mm-hmm. um but I like I respected everyone on my team and everyone respected me and so I just thought like it was really good we also lost one of our assistants that year so there was only two of us and then our captain so a lot of girls stepped up that weren't like didn't have a letter on their jersey and I love that because I think everyone plays a role in the, on the team and you don't have to have a letter in your jersey to be a leader at all so mm-hmm. how was the reaction when you did speak up in the locker room 
it was good. Like I like everyone listens. Just like if a rookie speaks right now, I listen to them because yeah. their input is just as important as everyone else's. So it's like they see something that I don't. Perfect. Speak out and say it because we needed to figure stuff out, and that's what we do in the dressing room. So you became an assistant in second year, and now this year you're the captain of the women's hockey team. So how much of a role do you think you have to put on yourself going into these last nationals? Yeah, I put a lot of like pressure on my shoulders, I guess, and like I like want to carry the team on my back, but like I know everyone does a great job of that. Um, I like, well, I don't know how to like phrase this, but like I feel like I put stuff on my shoulders that I don't need to, like I stress myself out over little things, and like mm-hmm. I have a very busy schedule, so sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough for the team, but the other leaders do a great job. Yeah, I want to bring that up. You, uh, you're a teacher, um, so 6 a.m. you get up every morning, you do a workout, you go to school, your teacher's there at 7.20, so you want to impress them too and be there for the same time that they are, match them. And then you go teach, and then you come and play hockey. Now, how busy has this year been for you? Crazy busy. Like, I thought being a student-athlete was busy, and then this is, like, a whole other level. I'm like, I feel like I'm working a full-time job but not getting paid. I love teaching. I'm in my practical right now, so it's a great, um, but definitely... So what grade do you teach? Uh, so my first practicum, I did grade one, and now this one, I'm doing grade four. And which do you prefer? <laughs> it depends. Um, I thought I really wanted to do the younger ages, like kindergarten to grade two. And then when I started grade four, I like really fell in love with it as well. So I'll be open to any job position I can get when I'm done with my program. <laughs> do you plan on staying here or going back home to Winnipeg? I think I'm going to go back home to Winnipeg once I finally start my career. But I do love the island, so... <laughs> Awesome. So this season, what's been the main focus for you guys? Um, you know, we always come into the season. Um, the first week's pretty hard, but we always like sit down with the team and kind of lay out our goals um, and what we expect from our team. So this year, I said, I think we said finish top four. Yep. Um, have only a certain amount of penalty minutes a game, which uh, it's a tough one for us. <laughs> very yeah. tough one for us, and like shots and stuff. So we definitely hit our goal of making it top four mm-hmm. um i think we may have had a better result if covid hadn't shut down the island like that was yeah. definitely something that very much impacted our team and specifically compared to the rest of the aus um well, you guys right before the break you guys were heating up yeah um and you beat umb and you beat smu and then you come back and i know it was a bad game but you did lose 7-1 to x like two month after that two month layover. So what was that like? Well, that was really tough for me because I had COVID for that game. So I was watching the game online and it was like so tough for me because I'm like a big talker in the dressing room. And so for me not to just be able to say something, like even though I wasn't like, I just like FaceTime with them or something. I mm-hmm. really wish I would have done that maybe. Um, was really hard to watch because I just wanted to like, you know, pick them up because I know that like when you're losing by a lot, it's tough, but there's a way to come back too and just, kind of keep the spirits up, but I was happy. Like, I was proud of them because they did they did keep playing the whole time, so... But I don't know how it was for you. Yeah, I would playing. say, like, too, we... The whole second half of the season, we've battled COVID. Like, we haven't had our full lineup. The first time we had our full lineup of girls was in that one-game elimination uh, first round. So, yeah, that first game against X was, was tough. It was really tough, and we knew that we just really had to reset for the next game. And, and it was good because we all got to be together. Like, that weekend we stayed in Halifax and at the hotel together. So there's a lot of, like, team bonding, I think, that really helped uh, 
with getting back and winning the next game. So you come back from the long break. Was it the offensive side of the puck, the defensive side of the puck? Where was the focus at? I think in girls hockey alone, like to speak generally, it's always about pucks to the net, scoring. Yeah. Like defense definitely wins championships. Uh, we have a great goalie in net, and on the back, like the six D, we're all pretty much second year or up, like the core girls there, um, and we have some great first years too. But uh, like you can never like you have to score goals to win championships. Yeah. Um, so I really think that like offensive side is really. Yeah, where the focus has been. So I, w- I was gonna say something about that. So this year, guys, is this year, you guys' struggle seems to be scoring goals. Um, now, defensively, you guys seem sound and you're really good there. But scoring goals, it just seems like you guys only have the one line that's like really clicking for you guys, like each night. So, what for nationals do you guys think you have to do to get all four lines rolling with offense? Well, I know there was some line changes that our coaches made, which may help that situation. Um, I, I don't know what, because like some lines are really good defensively, and that's like kind of their role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe defense need to start stepping it up too and <laughs> putting some points in for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think honestly, like our first game in Nationals, we just have to be ready to go. Like, when all lines are rolling, like, we get opportunities, and it's when we get those opportunities, tire the other team out, and, and it's just, it's, I think it's been a minute since we've all just been rolling, and so we just have to be ready for Nationals every line. Like, even in Stu, like, it wasn't our third line scored. Like, you know, like, it honestly can come from anyone. Like, we had, like, we just showed in that, uh, against Stu that it can come from anyone, and we just have to be ready to go. Yes. So I was going to bring up, you mentioned about Stu, you guys were fourth, seeded fourth, they were seeded fifth, and they beat you in a one-game elimination, 3-2, sending you guys out in the first round. Now, what have you guys done in that extra week and a half that you guys have had to prepare to come back and be stronger at Nationals? Well, we've had boot camp this week, per se, so we've been basically working out and practicing every single day. So that's been really good. A lot of like team bonding. This morning we had a brunch with our team. So just kind of like keeping it light still because like a lot of the teams that are coming into nationals are on high right now, right? Like they won. So they're all, they, mm-hmm. they love it, right? And like obviously the second place teams are like maybe on a, like a low, but like we really need to bring ourselves up, right? Because like we lost out a long time ago. And so we need to like bring that energy back into the yeah, dressing room sure. and the team. So in hockey, nothing's ever sure, you know. Uh, being high can definitely bring you down because you just have those high expectations and you play a little looser and you can give up those opportunities. So you guys have a chip on your shoulder right now from losing and that's not uncommon for you. I'm sorry, but (laughs) you know, the chip on the shoulder. So how do you feel coming into this after boot camp? Uh, I'd say we feel good. Like we've just been putting in the work. Um, And like I said earlier, like no one has the expectations we have of ourselves yeah. and of each other, like the person next to us in that dressing room. So we're just trying to hold each other, I think, to a standard and push each other at practice and at workout every day, like obviously to a certain like limitation um, because we don't want to like get too burnt out. But yeah. we're really just trying to push each other and make each other better so that when it comes time for that puck drop, uh, when we face, who knows, maybe like Miguel or Concordia, like we're ready to go. Yeah. And 
obviously the AUS side of the tournament, you'll be having a chip on your shoulder there, and that's going to be, I'm sure that locker room won't need much firing up for the game, but um, who else are you looking forward to seeing in the tournament? Honestly, UNB just won, like, it, I'm, I'm interested to see their fourth year in their program, so uh, mm-hmm. it'll be, it'll definitely be interesting, and even in OUA, Toronto, who was ranked first, just lost, and yeah, there Nipissing was a lot of upsets. And, Nipissing and Brock. They were the, yeah. Toronto was in the first two nationals here on the island, right? Uh, for sure one of them. For sure one yeah. of them, yeah. We were supposed to play U of T, like if all went well, yeah. because they were ranked first, and then they lost out, so that kind of like, we were like, now we're not sure who we're, yeah. we're going to be playing, so it'll be definitely interesting to see mm-hmm. who we play, I guess. <laughs> but yes. yeah, that OUA group will definitely be interesting, I mm-hmm. think, because no one, I think, expected Nipissing or Brock to be the two teams coming. No. So this year, uh, it's your guys' coaches last year. He's been doing it for 16 years, Bruce Donaldson. How big uh, of a supporter is he of the team? Um, putting everything together in the community, getting nationals back here again, as you guys were supposed to host last year, but everything got canceled last year, got it back. Um, so how big has it been? How big has he been, sorry? Oh, huge. I don't think people realize like how much stuff he actually does for not only our team, but he was the one who basically did a lot for nationals. He organizes all that. The athletic department, like he just is like guy who does it all. He's a grandpa now too, so he's always picking up his grandkids. So I'm happy for him that he's retiring and can actually spend weekends with his grandkids. But he's a great coach. Like we'll do anything for any of the girls on this team. Um, if you need a chat, like he'll be the first one to chat with you. Um, I don't know. I, I really respect him as a coach. Yeah, I definitely say you know, uh, I'll just speaking for myself. My four years here have not been, always been the easiest, um, but he he's the type of guy who like will sit down and listen to you and open door policy. Like if you need to talk to him, his door's always open. Um, and he forgets things. Like he doesn't forget things easily, but like you know, like the past is in the past, and it's just like who you are presently and in the future. Like that's the, really the kind of guy he. Uh, he is, which is awesome. So how has he been behind the bench for you guys? It's definitely hard uh, sometimes because he definitely deals more with the forward side of the bench uh, than the defensive side of the bench. Um, but he just, he's always just trying to like get the best out of our team. So whatever line changes need to be made or anything like that. Um, and he definitely is always faced with like those hard, hard decisions, like being a head coach, especially having 30 players on your team is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he honestly just has he just wants our team to do the best he also is really good at keeping like his cool behind the bench i know some coaches kind of get like flustered let's say and that can get like the bench going but he does a good job like i know it's not easy to keep 30 girls happy at all times especially like for playing time and so i think he does the best he can with the amount of girls we have on our team yeah so uh, i want to say something about that you guys say he's like keeps a cool headed but at the same time, I always see him when I'm at the games fighting for you guys if there's a wrong call. And it's always important to have a head coach sticking up for you guys when he believes that there's been a wrongdoing of you guys and maybe cost you guys a game. So can you guys speak on that a little bit? Yeah, totally. It's definitely nice to have someone like back you up when like something like there's a wrong call or something. But unfortunately, in the AUS, like if a ref makes a bad call, they're probably not going to go back and undo their call because there's yeah. no replays. So mm-hmm. just like that last goal against you, like 
there could have been a penalty called on that, but like there's no replay, so that's just how it is. And like, no matter how much he fights for it, for anything, like they're not gonna go back on their call. But I do appreciate him like fighting for penalties or offsides or whatever it is. And one last thing about Bruce, uh, how much do you guys think he's helped the game of women's hockey in particular here on the island? Oh, a ton. Um, he gets us involved in like uh, women's hockey here, especially at the beginning of the season, running some hockey camps, or we always get opportunities to go help out uh, with hockey PEI. Um, and I definitely know, like, from a younger perspective, you see like those university athletes, and you're like, dang, I want to be them. Um, so just the fact that he helps us get so involved in the community. Um, and I know that there are some girls that coach Taylor. Mm-hmm. Taylor coaches too, like a team. Like like I said, he's really helped get us uh, involved with everything. Yeah, you guys do. Co- you did. You ran um, a hockey camp, basically. And girls come to the game to see you guys. Like, is that something you pride yourself on? Like, Oh, for sure. It's, it's always great to see the people... Uh, who you're trying to help uh, come support you and show them that maybe I do know a thing or two about yeah. hockey. But no, those kids are those kids are great. Like great girls, uh, great character, and I think I've worked with them all four years. And every year, it's just good to see them come into their own. And every year I work with them, they get a little bit better. So it's it's great. And those girls are sure to be there at nationals in the stands. Yeah. So. Disregarding the stands, let's focus on that sheet of ice. Yes. What is the expectation for upcoming nationals here? I think that the team is just united and we everyone plays the best that they can play. Like that's all we can ask for is everyone's hundred percent and that's how it's gonna go basically. If like you guys had to predict what you guys expect though from the team. Do you expect to make it to the final? Can or? we expect a medal? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, that's, that's like our goal. That's, that's our goal. We're not gonna go into this saying we're gonna come last. No, like we yeah. wanna Come first if yeah. you can. No, yeah. we have expectations for ourselves, and we just have to go in fighting. Like, mm-hmm. and whatever happens, happens. But at the end of the day, our like motto is like no change, meaning like you have a hundred, you have a hundred percent, and at the end of that game, you better have nothing to give over, like any change left. So we just all got to go out there and give it our best, and hopefully we'll get the result we want. Yeah, everyone else in this tournament is going to be defending something. Yeah, and you guys are trying to capture something from them. So. Yeah. They're standing between you and your home, and if you're at Art of War, that's not something that an opponent wants to do. So. And as this being your last season, how much pride do you guys weigh on your shoulders going into what is, well, your last tournament and what possibly is your last tournament? Oh, well, for me, it's definitely tough. Like, I know I still have one more year of eligibility, so, like, that's always behind my head. But, like, I know like that this is my last year because I've been playing for five years. I'm just, like... But it's, it's definitely, like, bittersweet knowing that these are my last, like, hockey games, uh, especially because I've been playing since I've been four. So, like, to end your hockey career and just, like, be done. Hockey, mm-hmm. like, something that's been a part of my life for so long, it's definitely going to be hard. <laughs> and for you? Um, you know, I'd say not everyone gets to, like, host nationals. Um, so the fact that, you know, even though we lost in first round and we still get this opportunity to continue playing for an extra two weeks... Um, that's just something like super incredible in itself. Um, but actually one of our teammates, Kelly, like put it best, like this is like this is a given for us. Like we get to be here, um, and we just gotta make the most of it and make sure that every practice, every workout, um, every day we're in that dressing room sitting with our teammates matters because so many of us are about to are about to be done and graduate and it'll never be like this again. So it's just we gotta cherish the moment 
and live in the moment for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we wish you the best best of luck. Um, obviously, we're all rooting for you guys at the Water Boys family. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. If you're following along on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe. Spotify as well. Um, we will be also having a special on women's volleyball tournament as well on the mm-hmm. island. So be expecting that video soon, and that's why you gotta subscribe, folks. So, uh, Justin, why don't you get this one? Cue the music!